The Productive Woman, Episode 119. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks for joining me in this episode. I'm excited to introduce to you leadership and certified health coach, best-selling author, and MBA, Pooja Madan. You'll find more information about Pooja, along with links to the resources she recommends, the various ways you can connect with her online, and a freebie that she's offering to you in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 119. And now let's get right into my conversation with Pooja. It is an honor and a privilege to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Pooja Madan. Pooja is a leadership coach who offers a radical new approach to profitable productivity that combines practical business building techniques with Eastern spiritual wisdom for change-making women. I love that. Um, She is a best-selling co-author of a couple of different books, and she also contributes regularly to publications like Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, and Elephant journal. And she's basically a busy woman just like the rest of us, and I have very much been looking forward to talking with her about how she does all the things that she's doing and how she works with her clients. So I'm excited to have her here, and welcome, Pooja. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. I'm truly delighted to be here. I really have been looking forward to uh, to talking with you. I've enjoyed listening to other interviews that you've done, and so, and I, and I love your website. As I was telling you before we started recording, so you you have a whole lot to offer. So I gave a little bit of an introduction, but maybe we could start by you sharing from your perspective a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes, sure. And uh, I find the best way to to get to that is to trace a few uh, few steps back to how I got here. Okay. <laughs> so I grew up in India and there I used to work for tech startups, Laura. So I've spent pretty much my 20s working for these tech startups, launching products, managing teams, uh, and just doing the whole hog of very exciting, stimulating work. I was finding myself uh, very challenged, but very excited at the same time and seeing a lot of external success. So there was, you know, stock options and there were promotions and there was just a lot of accolades that come with uh, sort of being at the cutting edge of technology. And then at the same time, I was living a double life where I was also on a spiritual journey. So I was on the weekends, I would run to the to the meditation center uh, and I would be trying different types of meditations and energy work and, you know, healing modalities, et cetera, et cetera. And it started to create such a deep sense of conflict within me, Laura, this leading this double life, knowing that I was very masculine in some ways with my job and very feminine in another ways with my spiritual practice, because it's sort of a very feminine, uh, you know, meditation, spirituality is a very feminine aspect. You have to sit and wait for for wisdom to penetrate Mm -hmm. you, really. So it's it's a very receptive space, but it was creating a lot of tension in my in my body and in my mind of sort of leaving essential aspects of 
one side at the door to enter the other and then leaving those aspects from my work, for instance, when I would go to, to meditate. And I knew at one point that these two worlds would collide and they did in the most horrific, unpleasant way. I found I had these gigantic fibroids. They were sitting on top of my uterus. They were crushing it. And of course, it was a big wake-up call uh, health-wise, but symbolically, I felt there was something going on where oh, yeah. I... I was crushing my feminine energy in how I was showing up at work mm. because I couldn't bring some of these softer uh, energies from my spiritual world into my work. And I knew in that moment that this was also a higher calling for me to integrate these two aspects within myself and then produce a system that I could then teach and coach women on so that they would never ever feel this sense of conflict that would eventually end up hurting their bodies or their or their uh, peace of mind or their relationships. Yeah, that's a, a such an interesting, it's something I haven't really thought about before, but I, I think of myself, you know, I'm a lawyer at a very large law firm in a, you know, corporate setting during the day, and that's a very different part of me in many ways. Um, right. Interesting. That's so interesting to me. And so from there, you you uh, developed the the things that you teach and the, the ways that you coach women. And like I said, I find it really fascinating, some of the things I've seen on your website. And I want to get into that in a minute. But first, we're kind of setting the stage a little bit about who you are and how you manage to do the things that you do. Yeah. And so... Um, as we talk about the things that work for you and don't work for you in terms of living a productive, meaningful life, I think it's helpful for us to have a little bit of context um, for what it is you need to do with your time and your energy yeah. and all those things. And so if there is such a thing, can you tell us a little bit about what a typical day might be for you? So a typical day and all my work, and you will find this in my words as well, Ara, is that there's always a strategic aspect to what I share. And then there's an energetic spiritual aspect because that is the system that I, uh, you know, that I'm a big fan of and that mm -hmm. I teach. Uh, so a typical day to me, the way it looks like is a day that is made of yin and yang energy. So there is, uh, you know, the spring and the summer of the day, which is 4am to 4pm in the day. Those are very active masculine yang energies. And those are the times when I'm pouring all my energy into doing work, preparing myself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually for that. And then after four in the evening is sort of a time of winding down, slowing down, respecting the energy of the day, which is literally forcing me to slow down. And then in the night, it's a complete shutdown of my systems. So energetically, that's what a typical day looks like. Practically, it depends on uh, if it is a support, spotlight, or sacred day, which is something that has been drawn from the entrepreneurial time system, which is to organize your week based on days that need, um, you know, that are your revenue generating days and allocating certain days of the week to, the, to that work. And then support days that sort of help with uh, supporting the spotlight days. Okay. Uh, so those would be things like marketing and uh, administrative work or continuing education or um, 
things like that. So anything that supports the main activities that I do that help bring revenue into my business, which would be coaching, which would be speaking, which would be online programs. So those are my spotlight days and anything that supports that are my support days. And then sacred days are when I'm completely switched off from everything and it's my time for myself and my loved ones and for prayer and for meditation. So that's what a typical day would look like depending on what kind of a day it is. As you were describing that, it sounds very similar to what a previous guest, uh, Jennifer Lee, who's an artist, and and um, she talks about, and I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the terminology she uses, but sort of um, outward-facing days and inward-facing days. Mm. And, and the outward-facing days are where she's working with clients and you yes. know, doing those sorts of things. The inward-facing days are, I think kind of similar to your support days, the days you're at home working on um, the support kinds of activities. So that's interesting that that theme. Exactly. Yeah. Some some people refer to them as days they work on their business and the days they work in their business. Yeah. And so how would you, how do you think that would apply those concepts of uh, the spotlight days, the support days, and the sacred days. I can't sort of get how the sacred days would work. But say for a, a listener or maybe one of your coaching clients who doesn't have her own business, she goes to a job or she's a stay-at-home mom taking care of family, how how, how would that look, the yeah. spotlight days and the support days in that context? Yeah, perfect. That's a great question because, um, I mean, just yesterday I was talking with a client who has a job Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we were sort of organizing her week week based on this. So to be honest with you, Laura, there has to be some flexibility that the listener has in their day so that they can organize it. It can't be dictated by somebody who's on, you know, their boss. So in that case, like, for instance, this client who's a wealth manager, she has days when she's going out to meet clients Mm. and she's, you know, she's submitting proposals to them. She is making calls to them. She is, uh, you know, uh, proposing different investment options. Those are her spotlight days. These are the days that bring revenue directly to her or to her company. Then the days when she is preparing her proposals, the days that she's doing the research for those proposals, those kind of days, or when she is, um, you know, maybe on some Facebook groups, engaging with potential uh, clients or something like that, those would be support days. Okay, that makes total sense. I, I love Does that. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 very much so. I love that. It's it's a perspective I hadn't thought about before. I like that. I'll have to think about that some more. And, uh, <laughs> um, and so... Uh, I, I want to get a little more into maybe the nitty gritty about some of the thing, you know, your own productivity journey, and and we'll talk about that. But I really wanted to ask you about one of the topics that you, in addition to coaching and writing and things, you also do public speaking at events and things like that. And one of the topics you list on your speaking page is something you call feminine productivity, and the the subtitle there is a radical new approach to time. Can you, in a minute or two, tell us about what what that is? Okay, so I'll break that into two minutes, one minute each on both the two concepts. One of them is about linear versus cyclical time. So this idea that time is something that is fixed and out of our control, Laura, is something that we really question in the East. All Eastern philosophy questions that. Because if you look at the, the same amount of 10 minutes, 
if you spend that sitting outside the doctor's office waiting for a root canal to be done to you it can go like it it can really stretch like it goes yeah. by very slowly right but the same 10 minutes spending spent with someone we love or working on a project that we're passionate about boom like before you know it it's gone it's not that time moves quickly it's just that it doesn't matter mm. so we have to reframe our idea about what is time really as fixed and as out of control as we believe it to be that is one part of feminine productivity the other part is honoring that we function as human beings in rhythms and cycles mm. and there are rhythms to our day and in women there are rhythms to our uh, our menstrual cycle there are rhythms to our year and all of those rhythms require us to balance doing with being and activity with receptivity and uh, yin and with yang and so that is the fundamental uh, philosophy underneath that sits on top of feminine productivity because if we push ourselves when we are not aligned with our natural energy the same thing can take forever to do, to do but when we are aligned it can happen so fast and with so much joy and with such less effort and so the trick is to start getting really clear and harmonized with these natural cycles of productivity that are provided to us that our body knows how they work so it's more a question of tuning in rather than finding these answers from external sources. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. So, I know you speak about this. Have you written about it as well? Is there somewhere on your website that we can point people uh, that maybe want to learn a little more about that? Yes, absolutely. Uh I have a book coming up, but at this time there's a lot of information about my blog about Okay. these different optimizing our productivity with our body's rhythms and with different you know cycles of the day and for women and uh especially around autumn and winter I start to talk about uh, what our body's naturally telling us to do as the sun starts to shine less what is it that is required of us in our business in our lives in our work uh to do rather than you know what is required of us in spring and summer so there's a lot of information on my blog great very interesting and you know we'll have links for all that in the show notes So going back to, you know, this show is called The Productive Woman and and the folks who listen to it regularly know that when I'm talking about being productive, I'm not I'm not talking about, you know, checking lots of things off your to-do list, but about living a meaningfully productive life, uh, you mm-hmm. know, ordering your life in such a way as to be able to accomplish the things you care about and and make a life that matters. But there are those sort of practical pragmatic elements of being productive in the sense of getting those things done that we mm. care about and in Absolutely. doing in doing that every person's life is a little bit different and presents <laughs> different challenges as far as staying productive and getting those things done that really matter for a lot of us as women uh, one of the challenges we face is being able to say no uh, mm. you know for others uh, we struggle with keeping our space organized or you know managing our calendar different things like that you're obviously a very self-aware person you've spent a lot of time thinking about all these things and so you uh, but do you have any particular challenges when it comes to managing your life and the things that you want and need to do oh my god yes <laughs> 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 I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> uh, where should I start, Laura? <laughs> I find um 
On a practical level, I find myself hugely distracted by social media and mm. email. And that's definitely one of my biggest challenges. I, uh, you know, f- uh, oscillate between getting my blinders on and having all these apps that will turn everything off and then <laughs> completely letting myself lose the next, next moment. And that is definitely one of my struggles. Another struggle, I think, on an energetic level for me, uh, often, Lara, is uh, sort of clearing what is at the back of my head. Mm. You know, the small things that I'm tolerating, the small things that are annoying me, that I keep telling myself, oh, I'm going to fix that. But because I don't, I know that they are gas guzzlers for my for natural energy to flow through me. Yeah. So I'm very cognizant of that, of like what needs to be cleared out of the closet. Every three months, I'm throwing stuff out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every, you know, every month or every two months, I sit down and make a list of what's bothering me. You know, some things need to be fixed. I need to get my blood work done and things like that, that I keep like there's a nagging voice at the back of my mind. But just because I haven't addressed it, it keeps on leaking my energy and it yeah. keeps uh, keeping me from being fully productive. So I'm very cognizant of those energetic pieces. And on a practical level, um, you know, social media and email are my, um, my but, biggest challenges. You know, and I think that that's true for a lot of us. So are there, um, do you have a system in place or tools you use to help manage those two things? I mean, we could start with the social media thing. What do you, what do you yeah. do to keep that from taking over your life? Yeah, so um, I basically just block them out. I have uh, this software on my computer called Self Control that will block things out. So then I can just, you know, do things in batches. Uh, on my phone, I don't have any apps. So I try as often as I can to keep keep myself out of that. And during my work hours, honestly, Laura, I'm, I'm good about it. I'm good about, uh, you know, turning these things on, the apps and stuff, so that I can get solid chunks of time to work. It's usually after that that I could, you know, I could be doing Spanish lessons, but I'm on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or, you know, I could be more present with my boyfriend, but I'm not because, uh, you know, someone, uh, there's some texts coming through or something. So I feel like in general in life, it is where that I find uh, these distractions to be taking away more from my um, ability to be present. <laughs> yeah, well, and that self-control app, I'll, I'll be sure and put a link in the show notes for that, because there are a couple of different ones like that, that yeah. can work where they basically just shut off your access to the internet for exactly. a period of time that you have designated that you want to stay focused. So you just can't get in there without, you know, completely shutting down your computer and starting over. And that's more trouble than it's exactly. worth. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Even on my phone, I have to... Uh, uh, I'll sometimes disable my browser so that I can't uh, even access my browser or I will, there is an app on the phone called Freedom, which mm-hmm. basically blocks it. I mean, it lets your phone be a phone. So you will get phone uh, phone calls and text messages, but it blocks uh, your internet. So you can't browse or anything. So I, I use a lot of those uh, newsfeed eradicator for Facebook so that my news feed is blocked mm. and I'm not distracted. Um, things like that. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, those are very useful tools and, and uh, some things I find myself having to 
use because, yeah, Facebook and things like that can be addictive and they're a real e- easy distraction when, you, <laughs> when, you, when there's something that you want to do, but it's hard, you know, mentally challenging yes. or whatever. It's really easy. Well, I'll just check. So that, that's, those are great suggestions. Um, you, you mentioned that the other thing was that um, I love the way you put, the way they kind of suck your energy, the gas guzzlers, as you put it, the, those things that are floating around in the back of your mind. Do you have a, a place, a system for capturing those things so that they're not distracting you? Or what's your, what's your approach to that? Uh, no, I just, I just, I'm a pen and paper girl. So I sit every month, usually on the first of every month, and I make a list of all the things that are annoying me and all the things that I'm tolerating. And I, I just check them off uh, over the weekend, make sure that they're cleared out. But I don't have an app for that. Well, you know, I, pencil and paper are great tools for things like that. Sometimes using an app can itself become a distraction. I know you. <laughs> you pick up your phone to make notes, but then there's text messages. Yeah, next thing yeah. You know. <laughs> so there's something there really, is. really good about. I we were talking on one of the. Uh, I do some mastermind groups for listeners for you know productivity related mastermind groups, and we were talking about those distractions that come up when you're trying to work, and and the suggestion was made. Well, just have a notepad by your computer and when something comes up that's that captures your attention just jot it down and then tell yourself I okay you can think about that later you've I've got it right here yeah. I'm not going to forget it's there and now move you know get back to work yes, so exactly. I love that. well it's it's so you have a lot of things going on in your life you um, you coach you write you speak you you know you do a lot of different things um, do you have a system paper pencil i mean paper electronic or whatever where for keeping track of all these different commitments that you've made and the the projects that you're working on yes um so i start with every week when i plan my week i start with my journal and it'll it's pretty well organized in like what are the sessions who i need to follow up with what are you know the blog posts i need to write what is the writing so there's all of that and then i will Port those over to my Google Calendar. Okay. And then if there are pieces of projects, then I, I have Trello where, you know, I'm working through each project and it break, it's broken down into, let's just say, if it's spread over six weeks, then for that that week, I'm looking at my activities for, for that project. And then that's on Trello and it's documented there with all the resources. So, um, yeah. So I would say Google Calendar and Trello are, two of my go-to resources and then the journal sort of becomes my thing that I take with me all the time and keep adding and subtracting from throughout the week. Do you journal uh, on paper? Do you have a you know a paper journal or do you do it online? No, I love paper, Laura. Yeah. I'm just an old-fashioned <laughs> person like that. I feel there's also something about and I'm forgetting what the, the wisdom behind it is, but there's something about the energy of paper because it's made of wood. Mm. Uh, there is something earthy about it that grounds us. And so I feel a huge difference when my body and my mind are connected through this pen onto this piece of paper and I'm co-creating something with this instead of typing it into a computer or into my phone. Yeah. Oh, I agree 100%. I mean, anybody who listens to this show knows I love my tech, but I also yeah. love I, I love pencil and paper. And I've yeah. been using a, a paper, you know, a bullet journal for the last few months. And, you know, it 
goes with me everywhere. And that's kind of, there's just a different energy, like you said, uh, in, in sitting down with that, that opening that book and writing in there. And so it's, to me, it's a lot of fun. I've been playing with fountain pens to write in it and everything. Ooh, yeah. wow. I've been meaning to go there <laughs> with ink because I love, I love cursive writing and I love the, the feel of ink on paper. So I'm so delighted that you're doing that, Laura. Maybe it's a sign for me. <laughs> well, and I've found some, <laughs> I think they were recommended by somebody else, but I found on Amazon, they've got some really nice fountain pens that are not terribly expensive, like, you know, $30 or so um, that are, I just love the way they feel in my hands. So it's a lot of fun to write with those. Oh, I love that. You just made me make a new New Year, new year resolution. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> See, you're, you're, you're giving me some ideas too. So that's great. Um, I noticed in the, and I'll, I'm going to share this in the show notes, you uh, shared some of the resources, the tools that you use. You mentioned that you like the book Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin, which is a great book. You, um, on the list that you emailed me, you, you just had a, a kind of cryptic note about meditations. What, <laughs> yeah. what, t- tell me about that a little bit. Okay, so I would be completely handicapped without meditating every day. And actually, again, taking one step back before that, you know, there's an Indian saying, Laura, which I think you, you will really enjoy. It says, uh, each, each one of us is like a house with four different rooms, a physical, an emotional, a mental, and a spiritual. Mm. And most of us tend to live in one room at a time, but unless we go into every room every day, even if it's to just air it, we are not complete. We are not complete people. Mm. So part of that routine for me in the mornings, which is my springtime, is to fortify my body, my mind, my heart, and my spirit. And in the spirit department, there is always uh, meditation. That I There is not a single day that passes where I don't meditate. Otherwise, I would not be able to deal with all the changes and unexpected things that happen in the day uh, without this peaceful, calm energy. Um, so, And do you, um, do you use any sort of guided meditations or do you, I mean, obviously you've been doing this for a while, so you have your practices that you do, but I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's a great question because I know a lot of uh, people, especially women, they, they try something and it doesn't work, a certain kind of meditation, and they feel it's their fault. Mm-hmm. But it's never that. It's usually uh, there are so many different techniques and we have to try, we have to kiss different frogs to find the one. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have my own guided meditations, which I love. I love to do active meditations, which if I'm very stressed in my body, it helps me release some of the stress from my body and my mind before I can sit in silence and really enjoy uh, the quality of silence that I that really is helpful to me instead of my mind just being very chattery uh, so there you know there are different types of meditations but I mostly yes I would do guided meditations um, I find them very helpful I, I have tried, uh, this is something I've been trying to do th- in this past year. Um, I real, I often have a lot of different things going on. And one of my challenges is that my brain just never shuts off. It's always, yeah. always going, always going. And, and so earlier this year, somebody recommended, um, you know, the Headspace app. Mm. And it's just little 
guided meditations yes. of different types. And so I've done some of done that and I you know, I haven't gotten as good at doing it every single day, but I really do notice a difference if I start the day, even just spending 10 minutes kind of going through that process, it, it slows me down a little bit. It's a challenge for me to shut my mind off enough or, you know, to shut that voice off that's going all yeah. the time. But that's part of the discipline, I guess, or the practice of, you know, just as he, the guy who does the, the headspace meditation says, you know, you don't beat yourself up over it. You just notice that your mind has wandered off and you bring it back. And come back. But yes. there's, for those of us, you know, living in this very um, noisy world in, in the 21st century, uh, developing a practice like that uh, can, whether it's a, you know, an overtly spiritual one or not, the, just the practice of, of learning to sit with yourself and be quiet and, and all of those things is a very helpful thing physically and every other way. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally hear you when you say that it's hard. I mean, I've been meditating, Laura, for, what, 13 or 14 years now. And I still find that my there are days when my mind will not, will not go quiet. And mm -hmm. so for anyone listening who struggles with this, this is to have very deep compassion for ourselves and the world we live in. I do find it helpful to not have any stimulation. Mm -hmm to sort of create an environment where it is possible for the mind to go quiet. So first thing in the morning, you know, if we're not checking our email, it helps because you don't have any external stimulation, then it, it might be helpful. Or to sit in nature, which is which has its own natural uh, way of being being quiet and silent, that can help us go deeper into meditation. Or just before night, just kind of creating an ambience which is, you know, not very bright lights, no electronics, and then allowing the mind to reach that place where it's easier to go in within mm -hmm. and find that place of silence. Uh, so I think there is some effort to to create an environment for meditation that's really helpful. If you were, um, you know, if there's maybe somebody listening who's interested in learning about meditation and, and um, you know, starting to develop that practice. As uh, When this episode airs, we're going to be into December, kind of the end of the mm. year, and people are thinking about how to make their, their coming year better, and this may be something worth looking into. Is there any particular resource that you would, or, or place that you'd recommend that they go to to learn more about how to meditate and, you know, the kinds of things yeah. you were just talking about? Yeah, of course. Um, I have an ebook. It's called Meditation 101, oh. and it covers a very, uh, you know, diverse range of, of different types of meditations and, you know, where they can be found. And then I also have links to some of my guided meditations. So there's different options, active meditations, uh, spiritual journaling, like there's just a lot of information on there. And I would be more than happy, uh, Laura, to make that ebook available uh, in your in your notes if you want. Well, if is it, is it available through your website? I just took it off, actually. Oh. Uh, but I would, you know, it's it's ready. So I would, I, I would just need to create a link for it and make it okay. available. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. I, I yeah. would, uh, because I, I do. It is something that's on my mind for something I want to spend more time on in the 
coming months, uh, because I do notice a difference in my just sort of peace of mind and able, ability to sort of cope when the day gets stressful. Mm. If I've started out that way, kind of grounding myself. So, uh, and it may be helpful to others who listen. I hear you. <laughs> well, there, there are so many things I want to ask you, and I feel like, um, you know, I'm watching the clock here and trying to be respectful of your time. There's a question I ask every guest on the show, and it really has turned into a, a, a popular one because we all kind of enjoy, uh, we, we like to learn f- ideas from other people uh, on how they cope with certain things. And so with all that you know, and your, you know, your long practice, uh, spiritual practice of meditation and your plans that the way you organize your week <laughs> and everything, even with all of that, do you ever have a day when it all kind of gets away from you or you start to get stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? Hmm. Oh, this is such a great question. And I've, with a lot of interest, I've uh, listened to, you know, the past uh, interviews that you've done and it's been very illuminating how each woman who has been your guest has done this. I personally, you know, I think this happens to all of us where things just, uh, the day gets away from from us and, you know, we fall sick or our friend needs a babysitter or, you know, something happens where clearly the schedule and the plan that we had is out to the roof. It could even be work-related, customer support issues or something like that. And what has helped me is to see the bigger picture, Mm. uh, immediately plug out and say, okay, what happens in this one day does not impact my mission, does not impact my capacity to be productive and creative in the long run. So I try to sort of (laughs) say, okay, there's my plan and there's life's plan and (laughs) try to (laughs) flow, flow with things. And sort of have a sense of humor about it. It does mean that I would I would have to compensate for that time. Like I would need to work on the weekend or a little later that day or something like that. But I try not to beat myself up so long as I'm I can look at the aerial perspective that, you know, taking care of myself when I'm sick or taking care of my friend's child when you know she needs a babysitter. These are things that I will never regret not doing. Yeah. So it's it's um, it's fine when when life happens and you know and also I'm I have gotten very good, Laura, at asking for help. In the past, I used to be this person who felt the need to do everything by herself. But it's amazing to me when I ask someone to fill in for me or help me out with something, uh, you know, to to have that support and know that it takes a village, whether it's your business or your life or yeah. your kids. It's just, It takes a lot of people and support and big yeses. And I'm always surprised and honored to see how many people will say yes to me uh, if, I, if I had just asked. But if I assume that, that that help is not there, I will never know. So I, yeah. I hope that answers your question. Oh, no, I think, that's, pieces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's great. And I loved what you started with that, that bigger picture of that, you know, what's happening today doesn't define every, you know your whole life i've i've heard i've read you know somebody that said um something about you know a bad day does not mean a bad life it's just a day <laughs> yes, you know exactly it's just that day and so you you know you start over again and i i really love the reminder to ask for help it's funny how we as individuals often are happy to help our friends but it doesn't we 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 don't want to ask for help and you know why why would our friends be any less willing to help than we are 
Yeah, you know? exactly. And this is a very uniquely uh, women's problem. I feel we we really struggle with the receiving part. We mm-hmm. don't have a problem with the giving part. And I think it's it's again coming back to the yin and yang and keeping those energies in balance. One is giving an active match masculine energy and the other is receiving uh, a, a passive feminine energy and unless we are dancing with both equally we are we are going to be sick either in the body or in the mind or we're going to be overwhelmed or exhausted so it's important to receive with deep gratitude and grace uh, as well oh i love that that's receive with deep gratitude and grace i love that that's <laughs> such a such a wise thing to remember well, Pooja, what what is on the horizon for you? What do you have coming up in the in the month in coming year, uh, in in your business or anywhere else? Anything new and exciting happening? You mentioned a book coming out. Yes, it's not coming out yet, but in the next year, I'm definitely I've been working on it, Laura, very very sincerely this quarter. So by the middle of next year, I'm hoping that it'll have taken shape and form to be published. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, with my work, I'm excited about some new offerings that I'm uh, putting together, which will also be released in the new year. There'll be more group coaching opportunities and a mastermind. So there's just a beautiful expansion of my vision and my love for serving my sisters that is building that I'm looking forward to in, in 2017. And yeah, and I encourage people to check that out. I love the you know what you call your 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 URL for your website, the Wild Radiant Woman um, URL. I just think that's awesome. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned in the materials that you sent to me in preparation for this um, for this conversation that you had a. a gift available for listeners uh, called, and it's what she sent me was called Time and Energy Secrets for the Productive Woman. Tell us about that. Yes, perfect. So this is an ebook that I put together. Um, it's a combination, like I said, of strategic, practical tools and resources and tips to create more time, mm. as well as uh, resources of energetic practices especially designed for women so that they can clear the decks and invite more fresh new vital energy um, into their into their day into their life so i hope your listeners enjoy it because it's been put together with deep love and intention wonderful yes and so there'll be a link for that in the show notes and i really appreciate you sharing that with us where, Pooja, can people connect with you online if they want to learn more about the work that you're doing or just, you know, reach out to you? How do, how do they find you? So my website is wildradiantwoman.com. And I am on Facebook and Twitter as Pooja Madan, P-U-J-A-M-A-D-A-N. And I also have a private Facebook group called the Sisterhood of Radiant Leaders, um, and that is also searchable on Facebook. Excellent. And I will be sure to put links to all of that in the show notes so people can find you and uh, uh, learn more about you. Uh, before we right. close, let me ask this. And this is particularly interesting to me because, as I said, this episode is, we're kind of getting into the holiday season now. And when this episode is published and is available to the listeners, we're going to be in December and kind of in the middle of the holiday season. And 
And it may be that um, there's a listener who's looking for some help right now and getting the things done that matter, that are important to her and in really making a life that matters. Do you have any, any last words for that listener? Um, for the for wintertime, Laura, I would really encourage her to ask what she can say no to because this is a time of deep introspection and reviewing and releasing what is not serving us well. So if she could focus on that, it will be very clear to her what needs to be focused on and the, the, ne- the unnecessary can sort of fall, fall away. That would definitely be what I would recommend for the holiday season. <laughs> I love that. That, that uh, I couldn't, couldn't have suggested anything better. Thank you so much, Pooja, for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much, Laura. This has been this has been so much fun. I really appreciate Pooja for taking the time to share her thoughts with us on how she manages her very busy life and also for her great suggestions and her encouraging words for the rest of us. Be sure to visit her website at wildradiantwoman.com to learn more about her and check the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 119 for the link to pick up her free gift time and energy secrets for the productive woman. You'll be sure and want to get that. I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Uh, Did you have questions for Pooja or for me? Any just thoughts on the things that she had to say? Would love to hear from you. You can share your questions or your thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode. Just go to theproductivewoman.com slash 119 and scroll down to the comments section. Or you can post a comment or question in the Productive Woman's Facebook page or in the community Facebook group. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I love to hear from you. So either way, would love to know what you think of this episode. I'm going to keep it kind of short. Just one little reminder as we close out this episode If you've been thinking about applying for the upcoming session of the Productive Woman Mastermind Groups, it's not too late, but we are kind of closing out soon. These are paid masterminds facilitated by me personally. We meet weekly in very small groups. It's just me and no more than five other women. We meet by video conference once a week for 12 weeks. And the fee includes also a couple 30-minute one-on-one coaching calls with me that we schedule at a mutually convenient time. I have just so much loved being part of these groups, facilitating them, seeing the women develop relationships with each other and encourage and support one another in pursuing their goals. And the progress that folks have made, it's just really... Um, I don't know, it's just very encouraging to me to be, and it's an honor to be a part of it. Some of the current Mastermind members have um, shared their thoughts in a little recording on what it's meant to them to be in the group. I'm going to be sharing those on the Work With Me page on the website so you can listen in their own words what they're thinking of the show. Um, But I thought I'd share one of them with you in this episode. So here's, here's one of the women from a current group sharing kind of what she thinks of the, pro- of the uh, program. My name is Lisa Sheely, and I am part of the Productive Woman Mastermind class for fall 2016. I was part of the Saturday group, and I can't say enough good things about it. Um, I have made 
new friendships. I have learned more about myself. This group has helped me to figure out what kind of a person I want to be as far as what kind of goals are important to me, what I would like to strive for in my life and my career. Um, it's just been such a tremendous help to me um, and really a surprise. I was assuming that I would make friends with people and learn more about myself, but it's really exceeded all of my expectations and I consider it an investment in myself, like a type of self-care to be a part of this mastermind group. I highly encourage uh, anyone to be a part of the mastermind group. Um, Laura is so encouraging and supportive and does a great job of running each mastermind class and keeping us on track and focused. And again, I highly recommend it. I really appreciate her kind words about the mastermind. Like I said, it's it's an honor to me to be part of it. Uh, If you're looking for encouragement, motivation, accountability in achieving your goals and moving forward in a life that matters, consider joining us in the upcoming session of groups. We're going to be starting new groups in January, right after the first of the year, to just kick off the new year together and support and encourage each other going forward. But the groups are forming right now. As you're listening to this, I I have a couple of spots left in each of the group. But as I've said, I only accept five women into each group because I want them to be very personal and make sure everybody gets the attention and the, the, the personal support that they need. So if you're interested, don't wait. Visit the Work With Me page on the website. You'll find that at theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind, and you'll find more information there, uh, including a link to the short online application. And then I can give you even more information once you've applied. If you have questions about the process uh, or anything about the groups, you can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and I'll be sure and answer those right away. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Next week's episode will be our last for 2016. Uh, I'll be taking the last two weeks of the year off to plan for next year. I've got some great things uh, in store for 2017 with The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Pooja. I hope that you found something in this episode that is helpful and encouraging to you. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.